Hello, Interrobang and Stephanie. Hello. How's it hanging? How's it hanging? Um, pretty good. I'm. I think if you've been listening in Terrabang to the past few episodes, I've been kind of moving around my seating arrangement. So today I'm back in the recliner. Nice, nice. Yeah. Are you reclining? No, I like it because it's um a, a rocking a recliner that has a a, a rocking and swivel feature added. Oh yes, my so, favorite old person function. Old person function, but you know, gives me something to kind of move around with as i'm talking um i'm not necessarily someone who needs to be like always fidgeting with something but um i do i am soothed by the motion of a, of a rocking chair i like to swivel i'm a swiveler it maddens okay. me sometimes when i'm not able to swivel yeah reclining i feel like i'm not very oh, yeah i don't really utilize the reclining feature of this too much i don't know why i feel too locked in okay if you can't get out i don't know for some i don't know why ignore me and tara do you have a preference between chair features i enjoy my zero gravity chair but i haven't pulled it out in a while (laughs) i I need to try that out if i ever it's because you can because you can get out you can get up pretty easily yeah um from that position i don't like when you have to like do a heave ho countdown Mm -mm. to get yourself out of a chair i that's a hindrance, I think. It's all in the, the foot balance, I think, of the the recliner chair. Mm-hmm. That my my zero gravity reclining chair. It's more like a beach chair, let's be honest. But you've it, I mean, it still doesn't take away from how great it is. That's true. That's it true. It means you can enjoy it outside on the beach as well. <laughs> mm. It's it's quite strange. Once I lugged it out to the beach, and people were looking at me very strangely because it's a, it's sizable. It's not like very light mm. <laughs> compared to your standard. I think I got it for like a Father's Day sale. <laughs> but not um, for your, did you give it to your father or no? Yeah. It's it's mine. It's mine because it's, it's got yours. my favorite color. It's got like a tray for a cup holder. The cup oh, holder. it's got the function stuff on there. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like going out and reading like a book, and I had like my lemonade. It's a whole huge thermos full of like chill lemonade like i was prepared and people were looking at me like who is this like wallace and gromit character like you're pulling out all kinds of contraptions and like (laughs) just they're just trying to read you know i'm just trying to read a book and enjoy my chilled lemonade and everyone else is like you know their picnic blanket and umbrella max just because you're just more prepared you know why i am on why the judgment exactly yeah they're like nice setup mildly jealously i suppose i don't know but i enjoyed it it was a nice experience it kind of reminds me of like i think there's kind of a newer term that's come about um an extension of camping glamping like glamping. i would like to glamp at some point because i don't think i'm down with the dirt person and i feel like people like shame there's sometimes not all of them you know but sometimes you're like oh that's just clamping that's not real camping you're like roughing it you're not roughing it why luxury why the need to be miserable and sleep 45 minutes and get a hurt back sore back the next morning when you can why wake up with like critters crawling in your sleeping bag when you you can can... still enjoy the outdoors Mm -hmm. um but get a good night's sleep so you're not like miserable the whole time <laughs> yeah um i don't know i think it's fair game you know at what point and you know and sometimes people who are technically still like in a in a regular tent they're bringing so much supplies like yeah um like your maybe a little mini stove or something and all your gear like yeah your sterno or your propane you know gas thing or- exactly um and just because maybe your tent where you're sleeping isn't like a full-on yurt that is seen in, in glamping but sure i don't know i just i would like to go glamping someday if i had that means <laughs> yeah because it's all set up for you right and yeah exactly i think, I think there's a place in um Illuru is that the the place the rock in Australia the giant rock do you know what I'm talking about it's this enormous rock in the middle of some like plain of the plateau. Like, how it's like the plateau kind of yeah yeah exactly and so there I think I saw on some travel show that they have some like glamping um hut tent set up but it's mm-hmm. like a more permanent fixture than just a standard tent 
but it looked really nice. Like they had a deck, they had outdoor bed, you know, um, so you could see, sleep under the stars and mm. they had lamps if you want, you know, like candles inside if you want, if you preferred the indoor sleeping life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like well decorated and I liked the vibe, you know, that wouldn't be too bad, except maybe the giant flies, but that's that's just Australia. You can't get away you're, from if you're in, Honestly, if you're in sleeping out in the outback in Australia, a fly would be totally a blessing <laughs> compared to, compared to you know, something else. A lot of other things that could come at you. Yeah, a lot of venomous <laughs> animals out there. I think also glamping is like we're going so off topic here, but um, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> I think glamping is also great because with camping, you know, it's not very sustainable and how everyone's like, you know, you're buying all this gear that you're going to use once every three years or so yeah. and with glamping like like how you said like it's a situation where the the place already has it set up for you so you're not yeah. having to buy gear or rent anything it's already it's there like a, it's like a hotel it's just an outdoor hotel yeah so it ends up kind of i think being a bit more sustainable in terms of like not requiring more things to be bought for you just to throw out in 10 years when you're like why do i, I believe i believe the purists though you know like those people tend to go camping more frequently so maybe they get more use out of their yes. equipment and, yes. and also i guess there's like yeah, there's, the, there's the satisfaction yeah. of and oh look always... i made my own fire you yeah. know from flint and stick <laughs> the fire starting to hit yeah and i have some friends that i've i have some gear myself that i've like shared lent out because sure. it's just yeah it just makes sense um but camping i like to go camping for sure but I have to be comfortable or else it's, I don't, I don't feel the need to like rough it out. Mm. That's not in my, I want to be able to sleep because then you can't enjoy your groggy and you can't enjoy the next day. But um, mm-hmm. unrelated, I did have an opening question for this episode. It's cliche, but I was thinking today of like, you know, when we have these opening questions, like, I don't know, I feel like we should knock out a few of these obvious ones, perhaps. And that's how I was feeling today, at least. Maybe Go I'll on. do this again. It's, ep- it's the classic, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, jeez. I hate you know. this question. I hate I this question. I wasn't really a fan of it either. We don't have to do it. Um. Uh. Well, let's go for it. Uh. I think hmm, flying, you have teleportation... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I, I love the Marvel. I love the DC. I love the superheroes. Um... I think teleportation or some variant, something where you can do things faster would be fun. Mm-hmm. Not like the flash. Cause I think maybe that's a little bit too fast, but you know, like, like where you can move between places quickly, you know, or sure. fly. That's a different tra- mode of transport. But we, humans can already sort of do that a bit um, with assist of other things. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I said that in you, and now I'm questioning. <laughs> well, I, yeah, exactly. it's, like a, it's definitely one of those cliche questions that you are often asked in icebreaker new group sure. situations. So oh, I think you can relate with me. Breaker. Yes, like I think you can relate mm. with me. Like you just you just have an answer saved in your mind, even if it's not the most truthful answer for yourself. Yeah. Just, to, just to get through. just to get it over with, yeah. so you can yeah. go into you, the next meat of you the matter. Just be- <laughs> Go under the radar. How about you? Because um, I want to put you in this folly. You put me in that under. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you a breather here. So for me, this question, um, when I was revisiting it today, uh, when we were planning this, planning this episode, there's like two parts that to me make it tricky because my analytical mind has to make things tricky sometimes, which I like. Okay. It's fun. Okay. okay. But there's like, there's a one question of for your superpower. Do you want it to just be like, just for you like to benefit you as an individual mm. or do you want it to like kind of benefit like all of humanity all like all of like depends a bigger how selfless you are exactly because like there's like sometimes for me i'm like oh i'd love to be able to time travel and go back in my life and like fix horrible mistakes i've made and i would like and i would just benefit me i wouldn't go back to like prevent assassinations or you know like which is but i could but like yeah it depends on how I'm feeling. Also, that day. I mean, butterfly effect, you know, even just one small like lifting exactly. of the paper could somehow so inspire wanna, someone like, else to stop nudge my little life to minimize the butterfly effect. Oh. Um, <laughs> but then, so there's that, but there's also, so there's that of like, yeah, it's just to mainly something that would mainly benefit my own individual selfish life or like Superman, where it's like 
I have some powers that can be so far reaching. Great power. It's great responsibility. I can literally like save all of humanity on a daily basis or something. Um, And the second part I was thinking of is like, how incognito do I want it to be? Like you said, flying, which is cool. But like, if you flew, you would like be- People would notice. People would notice (laughs) and you would become this celebrity and it would be this whole thing. It could be, you say celebrity that kind of paints in a positive light. It also could be a negative, you know? No, yeah. Go either way. Positive, negative, celebrity. And like, so yeah, would you want a power like that? Or something that you could like- be inv- go invisible so like you might be able to get away incognito wise or something mm-hmm. um, like one thing i think would be neat is like oh if i could speak every language understand be fluent in every language which is like cool and great because i can communicate with everybody but then if you like go through with it all of a sudden i'm hired by the un and my life is just inundated with trans well it depends how much you like advertise it because i mm-hmm my grandmother could speak like 10 different languages and Mm. she wasn't hired by the UN by any means. Um, But I knew that she was very well versed in, you know, speaking languages. 10 languages. Or something quite large. I can't remember all of them. Quite a few of them were like different dialects. Three for me. That to me, I think that's (laughs) commendable. Yeah. Even if they are like close, like yeah, close to their dialects, it still is different. Definitely. Yeah, sure. if it's more than three. I guess maybe the rule of three. I feel like that's that's not there. But yeah, so I mean, I kind of gave some of my answers in that thinking process of like, oh yeah, like being able to time travel. You know, I will probably change my answer in <laughs> every day. It'll it's just dependent yeah. on how it feels. So don't yeah. take my answer too seriously. Yeah, and I feel the same way. Like. I think this that's a, a famous question along with what's another one like not to make you feel even worse stuff maybe you know like the what would you bring on a deserted island <laughs> you know just oh. digging in the womb there like oh. I know for myself maybe as more of an introvert like I definitely have just a few um, responses that are, I have just have saved that like I don't completely disagree with mm-hmm. but it just my main goal is just to get along with get get on with it kind my of my goal is to just thwart the questioner. Yeah, so, and, not, you and know. not be like, oh, what a weird answer. Tell me more. Like, I just want to move past me, please. I'm just going to say cruise ship filled with staff and it's work- got working toilets and functions just so I can get out and enjoy my trip getting out because, yes. you know, uh, it's nice to be on a desert island for a little bit, but eventually I got to go back to the real world because <laughs> th- that's where internet is. <laughs> Also, like, it's nice here I'm a, I'm a pretty big weenie so like if there was no obvious like water source drinking water source like i said a cruise ship that has everything you need yeah because so it's big yeah. it's got all the food it's got all the water hopefully it has electricity you know if you need a lifeboat it's got hopefully plenty you know and there's more than enough um resources if you get tired of one room you can go to another <laughs> yeah every room hopefully has a toilet like every bunk you know um so yeah. that's why my answer is makes sense over the top but useful yeah okay what's the main topic today what's the main yeah moving on from like again in the fashion of let's get on with it um monty python reference for those of oh. you who are fans of monty python the holy grail movie um let's get on with it Yes. Yeah, so for the opener of just thinking again, going, continuing on kind of into my private journals, you know, the phrase of like from the desk of like first name, last name kind of thing. Um, mm, so from the okay. desk of Michelle from my personal stationery, um, some ideas I've been always curious about, and this is might be just my neuroscience psychology background and interest is like the concepts. And of course it's like has limitations by language and it's culturally mm-hmm. bound as well, but the concepts of laziness and boredom. Okay. What about it? I think just like, can you, can you create a function of these things? Can you graph them? How do you understand? Like what, what is meant by them? Because I don't think it varies in how you were, how you've had those words have been used around you growing up, how you feel for yourself 
you know, what kind of performance expectations um, are put on you by yourself or others, um, positive and negatives of it. I think for me, I had like a kind of a word map here. Again, this is just me kind of laying out the, the field of where I'm coming from. Stephanie and Sarah Bang, feel free to kind of like pick it apart once I'm finished here. But like, you know, there's like laziness and boredom and kind of like, what is the mental state that you're in? Um, and like, how does it affect, what is the related energy level that you have? Um, what's caused by it? How does it tie to things like burnout or just like that's your like chronic personality trait? You're like a lazy person versus someone who's like has a really strong peak of performance output for some reason or activity level and then goes down in what some people call burnout, like creative burnout. Like, what is that? Um, is it just kind of like a a state like a lap stage and and just energy level and passion motivation um i think also with the idea of like boredom like being bored and how as i for myself like i i don't think i've the times i've been bored aren't that many because usually i enjoy just like staring at a wall thinking of random things like I'm never really bored but I have I hear from other people oh this is so boring I hate this is so boring and so like maybe I've had classes like in school that I thought were boring or something but to me I feel like as far as like mental state when it comes to boredom there's kind of an overlap between like a meditative state like if you're actually like looking at like the brain output waves that you can be measured like with EEG signals for instance like kind of like, you know, with theta waves that you set are noticed and when you're in a meditative state, is that similar when you're in a bored state? Um, and then lastly, is if this isn't enough things to think about, <laughs> I, and I will remember this. So if we need to like recap, um, I can definitely like- Sure, sure. Stay. I've lost track of the order already. My but eyes have virtually glazed over. No yeah. offense, I'm just Again, in another zone. <laughs> coming from the desk of Michelle, and um which has its own kind of organization welcome to my mind um but this is what's been on my mind kind of this week because some of it i've been dealing with like at the present moment but just overall through my life you haven't addressed the last one i'm, last I'm one on tenter hooks tying back a little bit just a little bit and tying back to what i mentioned about burnout is overstimulation and how overstimulation in the brain at least as we now know can actually result in things like depression where even though from the outside it looks like you're just not doing anything there's like no activity going on you're just super dead seeming actually inside your brain there's overstimulation of certain neural pathways oftentimes due to just a huge production of, of like the stress hormone cortisol for instance um when, when you say that so are you, is the person being overwhelmed usually in that case is that what you mean um yeah again a little bit and then like taking it to the next level is like if someone's in a depressed state like if you're mm -hmm. going through depression um something that i thought was novel and interesting to me was to learn that like um yeah because my thought was always like yeah if you're depressed your brain is just like like flatlining like there's just <laughs> sure. nothing going on but okay. through my research and learning i actually learned it's like the opposite it's just because it's being so overworked right the output is nothing but it's actually oh, okay like hyper it's being like hyper uh, yes so what you're describing is my college computer it's just trying so hard to do <laughs> something but the output is nothing and as it's a result nothing. it sounds like a rocket ship because the fan is just going overdrive just trying to do something trying to do something exactly so like like the ant like the solution to depression isn't necessarily like you know add more things to your plate to get you yeah to, yeah, yeah. to revive you it's like no it's actually relaxing and trying to you know lessen the load lessen the load make it more manageable mm -hmm. which to me kind of like counterintuitive to how at least i first viewed yeah depressed mindset that that is an interesting take because i never considered that i i'm from the a very old-fashioned mindset of just power through and <laughs> everything will be okay 
and that frequently is, is makes life a little bit more miserable quite a bit more miserable should have been my statement um yeah so like you're yeah. trying to jump start something that is like well past being you know fixed fixed it just needs to like given a chance to like cool off or you know you need a reboot and a restart Mm -hmm. give it 10 minutes yeah before you start up again time to yeah to recuperate versus like constantly just like yeah push it on the accelerator and not you know for me i think my workaround is i tend like if i'm facing like a wall of something i can't really overcome i distract myself with other things so i'm kind of a procrastinator in that regard because mm-hmm. you know, I'll start something new, which is probably why I have so many different <laughs> knitting projects. Um, <laughs> so I can keep my mind engaged on something that is a tiny bit productive, even the smallest bit is nice. Um, and then have like my the back of my brain start to turn about like what to do about the the said big wall that you know how do I take it apart brick by brick and you know do the different tasks you know so it's a little bit less overwhelming than just staring at a huge ginormous wall of insurmountable issues i like that Um, brick brick by brick yeah the one time i've been able to stick to analogy thank you very much i appreciate that (laughs) appreciate that recognition (laughs) yeah and i think like and then wait it wasn't analogy it was a metaphor metaphor. darn it i messed it up it's okay okay keep going sorry (laughs) And again, just like way back when I was first bringing this up, you know, ideas of like, how it kind of connects to like laziness and boredom, like laziness, like to me, a way of viewing laziness is you could maybe think about like our inherent reptilian brain of trying to just conserve energy resources and attention resources. Mm. Like, oh, I'm not. I don't have to be on super high alert mode right now. Let me kind of like relax a little bit um, and conserve my energy and emotional bandwidth and things for when something bad's going to happen. I mean, that's one nice way of putting it, but what about the perpetually lazy? Yes. You know, where it's gotten to a point of... It's actually like a, a, a... an issue where that you have the laziness um, is making you like you know not be able to meet appointments or whatever you know with your friends or you know things that you're actually supposed to you know yeah get your get your act together for exactly and i think at least again in Turbang, this is not the most scientific of approaches this is like <laughs> it's a little it's casual talk a casual talk and i think based on you know, our experiences. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, I mean, I feel like these are concepts that are very subjective based on yeah, your own personal lens and experience and um, how you might define things and your perspective as you go through ups and downs in life. And I recognize, because I, again, I, you know, I've been actually journaling this and I have journaled about this in previous years so I was revisiting those entries and it has evolved for sure um I think now I'm a bit more kinder to myself I guess or kinder and less like you could never be lazy period like full stop or like you know but thinking about like well what's going on like you're no I'm noticing that I'm exhibiting what I would consider being lazy but is that because I'm like you know stressed about something like what's the underlying the root cause the root cause and so i tend i notice now how i am is to be a little bit more open-minded and more of a listener to like myself and like what's going on instead of just again just slamming on that accelerator um but sometimes i I still do that because i just like you know what i just need to get on it um i think my my natural tendency is just get on it get on it still still um, I think the only the only outlet I'll let myself have is a nice line in the weekend and just sleep the morning or maybe part of the afternoon away. Mm, yeah, but that's apparently quite bad for your like diurnal system, like your your daily, you know, your circadian rhythm, because it messes up with your weekday thing. It does. Yeah. Oh, I well, I don't know how well I know in different countries. Like it varies on like the schedule between like for school or mm-hmm. work like 
some countries do like six day like uh work weeks for or, sure or four day or you know or, or same with schooling like it like some in some countries like they have like wednesday will be off for school or something oh that's an interesting take yeah and i feel like a lot of these rules were um implemented without really considering like like you said like our actual circadian rhythms and like what is the most um like beneficial for us for how we're like yeah. biologically designed and maybe or like for instance like in europe or sometimes like the like your lunch hour is like different oh yes the famed siesta or siesta like siesta time like your work you know, day starts much later in other countries yeah. there and how that varies and I know there's it's maybe more of an economic viewpoint on well who has a higher you know, the happiness level scale or like the productivity yes. better level. like work life balance mm-hmm. I think yeah or like I remember there was a study done I think it was somewhere in New Zealand I don't know if it was a, I think it was a specific company where okay. they this is a few years ago um yeah, I think it was a single company not like a city or something but they decided to like allow the work week to be brought down from five days to four days or something like that okay and they did like a they tested it for like six months or a year and just measured like company how productive yeah and then like how happy the employees were or something and they saw a huge uptick in everything yeah and I think they, I don't know how long they kept it up because there's also like, it's like the novelty factor of like, oh, this is great. Oh, yes. And all of a sudden, three day weeks, all of a sudden, then you start hating the first day, whatever the sure. new first day of the week is or something. Yeah. But, um, but, or, or, but, or they could have actually been truthful that like having just uh, four days of work, three days off is actually like better for us. I think I remember at one point, um, that I heard from the news that the UK or like one of the parties that was trying to become the newest leading party for the government for the UK said that they would try and make four day work weeks happen because, you know, like some people treat Friday as like, ah, it's a fun day or like the second half of Friday, right. As the fun day. And the first part of the morning, everyone of Monday morning, no one wants to do anything. Yeah. So effectively it is just like four days anyways. Yeah. How, yeah how effective yeah what's the point of really using that time yeah if you just let everyone just take off on friday afternoons because what work is actually getting done yeah or like some people are always like um you know writing emails even during the weekend so if they can just kind of i mean some jobs is kind of necessary to be on top yeah, of the game of course but, yeah so there's a, there's the a whole balance of, of yeah the type, type of job, job and but um resources available but yeah if if the bandwidth is allowable but yeah, like, like you said, you know, there's always going to be a first day for, you know, restarting the week. So that, and that inevitably people who work like night shifts, right? Like night shift people. Yeah. And that the circadian rhythm is completely topsy-turvy. Yeah. Because they, on their weekends or their days off, like they're. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I've had a few, I don't know a few people who've done the night shift and they, they like it because yeah, things are more quiet in the world kind yeah. of thing. It's a different tone entirely um i feel most alert at night but i don't think i would want my work to be based around the nighttime like i want to do nighttime fun projects or you know fun activities sure that makes sense yeah that makes sense um yeah i guess we went off a tangent there but i think i think it can it kind of goes back to me for the acuteness you know the 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 temporal element of like okay yeah it's great if for six months it's all fun that you get to have an extra weekday weekend day um but then maybe it wears off and then you just are kind of like go back to the same of i don't like the first day of the week and so i think like i was bringing up when i first presented this about burnout and laziness um and like loss of motivation and how do you get that how do you Again, we talked about the fire starting kit for camping. Um, how do you get that going again? Um, or you use like- you use a different matchbox. You a have to have box. a different bit of sulfur. You know, refreshing your technique. You know, like I said, start a slightly different project. Keep things interesting for you. Otherwise, if you're doing the same thing on the grind the whole time, 
sometimes you can't help it, but like have something interesting for you. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. You have touched episode. on it. Yeah. yeah. I think what you're describing to me is, is skipping a step, skipping, <laughs> stating a step of that for All me. Because right. um, in order to do what you just said, I mm-hmm. think you, you need to do this. And that is when you first experience burnout, first of all, it's realizing that you're burned out. Oh yeah. You know, coming to realization of like, wow, I'm just completely cannot do anything that of what I usually am able to do just fine. Um, I feel like the first few times when you first realize you're having experiencing what we're calling as burnout from, from activity is pausing and having an introspective moment and thinking, ah. what do I need? So like you said, like, Oh, switching the match kind, or like maybe I'm, I just need to move and not move on and not do the same activity or career anymore step back or something yeah step back so i feel like that's the first step and that's why burn like it's almost like a positive like it's a great like it's your mind telling you like you need to pause and think about stuff because something isn't working and like i'm pulling the emergency break for you for you to like notice that um that's how i view it at least otherwise i think you'd just be suffering (laughs) like I was always terrified in my first job that I would be axed, like just fired because, you know, it wasn't efficient enough or, you know, some something or another boss would come after me. Mm, um, of course. Yeah. Sure, and then I talked to someone who knew that they were going to be made redundant, you know, um, and it wasn't through their performance at all. It was just the company was trying to lower, you know, tighten their budget. Oh, like so, for strings like their department was had like a yeah and so the mm-hmm. the option was either you know join a different department and they would still be compensated but mm-hmm. not as well as they were if they were in the original thing or take a break like retire early you know do something else mm-hmm. and you're not yeah, not necessarily retire early because some of them were quite young mm-hmm. um you know they could do find another position at a different company and I asked them, like, how do you feel if, you you know, at this moment in life, things are out of your control, you know, like I would be, I told them I'd be panicking because I'm, you know, starting young, um, you know, I'd be blazing the trails and just freaking out <laughs> what to do next. <laughs> and they're like, actually, it's given me a sense of calm because, hmm. you know, um, you know, I can, I can reassess, take a step back. If this is really what I want to continue doing for, mm-hmm. you know, the next whatever five years of my life. Or if I want to have a change in career, like I have the option, I have the freedom. It's not the end of the world to like not have this particular job anymore because, you know, it had a pluses and minuses, you know, it was very stressful, but, you know, there's a lot of merit and visibility out of it, but due to visibility and more stress. Um, uh, so, you know, they, they were able to step back and, and reassess and, you know, acknowledge whether they were or weren't burnt out, you know, whether they wanted to pursue it. Or go down a totally different path, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. start making fun things on Etsy, you know, for their friends and family. Or, you know, continue with sales and trying to pitch the best thing, even though it may or may not be the best thing in the world, but mm-hmm. selling it like it is. Uh, so that that was an interesting perspective. And yeah, so um, for all those you working class people out there, being fired is not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Just know that. And, you know, there's always worse things that can happen. I think one of the phrases I like is if you, and again, it's a bit optimistic, it can be a bit insular about certain circumstances, but something I always have to at least tell myself um, is if you you don't like something, try to change the way you think about it. Um, Oh, I hate that. You hate that? Yeah, my dad always said, oh, attitude is one thing you can control. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But It is. And I, I I don't want to say like that's this, the like the panacea, like the total solution for everything yeah. you have. But and it, it sounds is something, so much nicer than it is something I'd like to check in on of like. So yeah, like what you just described with the person you knew, like that's how I that's the lesson I took away of like this is a hardship, but like let's get a perspective shift or change on this. And like, oh, yeah, actually, there's opportunity for like maybe some new things in my life but um sorry i didn't mean to trot upon your statement it's a very valid statement i just hate change <laughs> people telling it, me to change my perspective when i'm like really rooted in it sometimes it can i think it can be emotionally bypassing 
when yeah. someone tells you that and you're like mm-hmm. oh this sucks it's like easier <laughs> said than done yeah, for like, sure okay thanks uh <laughs> yeah so it's I, something I you to have you yourself have to open up to like yeah i also no matter how many with it because sometimes yeah. i'm like nope this is different <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i need to get out of this situation entirely somehow and just focus on escape <laughs> evade <laughs> Stop evade. trying to dig yourself out the hole. Just, yeah, just, just to... flee somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eject button. Exactly. Um, but again, I think in you know, always something that's always evolving, and I think that's great about the brain, um, how adaptive you can be about it, um, about towards things as you grow. Um, Make a new neural pathway. You know, you've got an aneurysm in one area. <laughs> Make a new path. Yeah, freeze the send blood flow to another part of your brain. Uh, yeah, but I think um, I don't know. I think kind of ending here, and we're going to be getting into the music soon for today's episode. But I think the music really kind of. Sorry, did I? I was no, going to do this transition. Now it's been a bit of a less smooth I transition. Stumbled into my circus tent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to come through like the like the theater curtain. It's okay. Go I'm going to I'm going to Go do a somersault. It's going to be good. Go ahead. Um, it'll land perfectly. So you know, if you're in a rut, right? Like, I think I kind of am. I can't speak for you, Michelle, but um, why not listen to the following music that we're about to present? I think it's got a nice little like dancey feel. You can get up, get your groove on, reset, reboot your computer, and um, I mean not physically because we want you to listen to the music. Um, <laughs> but you know. Uh, start with doing something a little bit different and then you can go back to your normal grind and maybe that'll help you move forward no that's beautifully said and i think for me with this music you know meditation something i've always liked to do i don't know and terry banger stephanie your understanding or experience or how you incorporate meditation to your life but meditation to me isn't always like you know, closing my eyes, lying, lying still or sitting still in a certain position and emptying my mind. Sometimes it's like focusing on a specific task or song or word or idea. Mm. And by just like really narrowing and having tunnel vision, I'm able to enter kind of this flow state and the other like distraction things kind of like float away like butterflies, like talk about the butterfly effect. And so like Mm. the music we're talking about to me hits a nice little you know, tuning fork, ding, and something that my mind is able to kind of have little gecko paws, gecko hands on and cling to and um, help me reset, like you said. And so um, wasn't gonna, had, wasn't on my list originally, but with what you beautifully just said, Stephanie, about, you know, kind of getting, getting into your groove and resetting um, is um, shake it off. Mm. i like both both uh, well in my experience there's shake it off by florence the machine and shake it off by taylor swift Ooh. and they're both very different sounding i think one is florence but she shake it out sorry but it is shake it out thank you yep. yeah um both great tunes both great tunes very different um kind of feel and vibe to and genre um but I think we'll start off with those those two for today. Great reset. Great reset. Yep. So physically, actually, like, just shaking your body does help sometimes, as long as you don't have, you're able to kind of get rid of those personal inhibitions of looking, <laughs> maybe not the great, not the greatest, most grateful. But um, my preferred with- dance move is the, um, what's the inflatable tube card, ma- you know, in the, the car. <laughs> yeah, when they're, like, flailing their arms. <laughs> yeah. The best. Um, drunk giraffe from Doctor Who. Drunk, 11th Doctor. Drunk giraffe. Bring it. Bring coming into the dance circle, Stephanie and her uh with her drunk giraffe. So yes, Shake It Out by Florence the Machines and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Another song by Taylor Swift that kind of came back into my mind today is I'm Out of the Woods. Um yep. which is another um I would say kind of empowerment song um about getting through tough times and maybe rediscovering yourself and reconnecting with yourself. Um, and I think music, I thought of it because musically it reminded me of a song that was just released um, at the time of recording this episode, um, a single by Katy Perry called electric. Honestly, the music video really hit me. It was very sweet and wholesome about 
you know, being kind towards your past self, even when you were going through things, but looking back and showing kindness, because you know, it's something that I've been trying to focus on, um, but electric, and I think it's got a nice kind of like nurturing um, bubblegum pop aspect, but kind of makes you feel good and energized, like electric to um, keep going and pick yourself up. And then um, kind of from her Katy Perry, again, the last two songs I have to share today are from her kind of last album, Smile, I believe it was called, but um, Smiles and Resilient, um, kind of by the song titles, kind of tells you a little bit about uh, how they are. Uh, but I don't know, <laughs> Katy Perry, I, I, she was, uh, I've always liked a lot of her, her, um, her music and I think um, I think she's able to package it and perform it and, and present um, these messages I think are just nice even if they are maybe people might say more lighthearted um, and um, but with I think that's something that pop music does a good job of of kind of making you feel like everything's gonna be okay in a certain way so I have another I have another pop song that was mm -hmm. not also in our um, pre-written list it's um, Don't Matter Now by George Ezra. And that's a, mm -hmm. it's it's about just kind of learning how to discard your worries. <laughs> it sounds really difficult, but it's kind of a learn how to be carefree kind of song. And it's kind of upbeat. It's not quite like pop, like on the radio, boom, boom, boom all the time. But I like it. It, it kind of reminds me to take a step back. Sometimes you really need to are nice give yourself they're all, a break. They're all like kind of like three to four minutes or so. Yeah. Um, they're not like a... 10 minute guided meditation tape where it's someone like speaking i tend to slowly. i just fall asleep it's useless i'm like still stressed it's not yeah. so what overthinking about, yeah, like what about viewing these songs that you might think of like oh this is a party song but like listening to the lyrics letting them percolate in your mind and you, you know through the dance and movement that you're doing to them or whatever you're feeling reacting to letting those be like a meditative a guided meditation kind of thing yeah 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 Good, good um, there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Spokesperson for British people always. Um, <laughs> all right. So the next one, uh, not British person, but yet a legend. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Um, yes. Superstition is mm, mm, the jam mm, uh, that mm, I've been mm. hearing all week. R BBC Radio 6. Somehow they know what to put on. And every day I come home, it's just grooving on the radio. That's a I song love it so much. that I feel in the first just five seconds gets you yeah gets you, I, you so get, the, mm -hmm, go ahead you just get moving and the radio program that i happened to listen to like i think on monday said that the reason one of the reasons why your brain is so hooked on it is because like they played the beats live so your brain is always looking for like tiny little imperfections in it and um that's what kind of makes the beat very engaging if it's just completely mm. um the same throughout your your brain kind of tunes it out but there's just some slight variation in, like the beat the the, the chords that are going um i you like know, how, the, and they have the, the, the band really comes in at the end yeah, really, yeah, yeah the whole band and the other instruments really come together at the end so yeah. it's like a full-on like kind of orchestra yeah orchestral so you, event and you can see like the evolution of the song come and mm -hmm. grow and it's really cool and another take of it actually the first way i'd heard it was through an ed sheeran live uh, performance ed sheeran you know now renowned master busker <laughs> he's done well for himself for a busker on the street yeah um and so he did one of his songs called take it back um uh mashed up with superstition and um uh, Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers oh, and wow. it's such a beautiful evolution because he starts That's with the nice. base yeah. of his beat of his song mm -hmm. and then you know does his thing it's like a rapping song but it's pretty good and then like morphs it somehow magically into and transitions it into superstition and then somehow like transitions it magically <laughs> also into Ain't No Sunshine and I had no idea that these would go so well Challenge. together if you hear them separately individually but it just kind of shows you the growth of things and how one thing can flow into another, even if it's someone unexpectedly, like life. Like life. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to include a video for that because I think there doesn't uh, a song audio version of it oh, doesn't exist on YouTube because okay. copyright reasons. Okay. All right. Your turn now. My turn. 
Yes. Oh, I guess it's kind of like together. Um, going back to Stevie Wonder here, um, and I just um his whole album, Inner Vision. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just a great listen to collectively. But um for me, the song Higher Ground, again, kind of mm-hmm. going along with the theme here. Great groove factor, really feeling kind of juicy moment. To me, it's a nice like in the morning song kind of mm-hmm. thing. Or just like, get up and like, get you going. It's got like a kind of a slow kind of like a growl you know when your stomach kind of growls in the morning it's kind of like mm-hmm. i'm hungry hankering for some yeah. little little brecky little yeah. breakfast treat maybe yeah um kind of gives me that feeling because i kind of want to move a little bit lower to the ground a little slower okay. of gravity with just it slither from bed to the floor <laughs> yeah it's not like you know it's not like you're just wanting to like jump around like crazy and do a bunch okay, of jumping okay. jacks um like a flash dance moment or something oh, it's yeah. Kind of more of a swip hip swaying kind of feel um, while you're brushing your teeth. Maybe have a little yeah, a swaying little swaying moment in the mirror there. Um, picking at your outfit, whatever it is, how you're doing for the morning. It doesn't have to be for the morning only as well. If you just want to kind of get an afternoon groove in, that's fine. Um, but really, um, definitely lunch feel- dance break. You know, lunch dance break. Feeling yourself. Um, I think yeah, higher ground from that album was one of my favorites, but. As a whole, the album, I think, blends really well together just to listen to all together. Mm-hmm. Real nice uh, funk groove music for sure. Um, and then I do the next song or? Yeah, I'll do the next yeah song. go for it. Again, I guess Stevie Wonder, I think, well, Stephanie kind of, um, you know, grateful that what she did I do? Stevie Wonder because of, oh, of, his, okay. of list, finding his music this week, listening to um, on the radio, She, as she said. And so when she brought them up, I'm like, I was when she brought them up, I'm like, oh, I have some songs of his that I like. Um, and so I do like this song, but I feel like the universe will come rain down upon me with lightning storm if I don't mention this because um, <laughs> um it's Phoebe Wonder's song called Sir Duke. Um, I like the song, it's great, but um, I've also grew up with it a lot. Again, sure. I, I don't totally believe in karma, but to not I just don't want to anger the gods. Yeah. Kind of thing. So just to appease the God um, and my mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my, yes. my, my mom, um, she grew up and this is a song she really liked because um, she um, performed this song um, while in school on a, she was on the dance team, on the drill team there. And it was one of her kind of highlights of her life in her youth growing up because it was like at a um, her where she grew up the a basketball game halftime show like the professional basketball uh, league where she grew up um, in the states and it was just a big deal because at that time because I think they were like maybe on TV for like you know two seconds you know the sure, camera sure. goes by or something and then she was very excited and they danced to this song and so she'd always kind of really love this song could always get her excited about that sure help her relive that moment um, I love the song but she has really hammered in hard on me of like, Sir Duke, <laughs> love that moment. Um, so definitely want to mention that if we're on the topic of Stevie Wonder, for sure. I love that shout out. And in Turbing, I wonder what what your, you know, like get up groove kind of tunes are. Because um, it's, everyone's is different. And that's that's yeah. kind of the wonderful thing. Um, now to close out, our my last suggestion is a little bit different it's it's quite slower paced i like to think of it as kind of like the encore song you know like at the end of a concert mm. you know the, the light is fading if you're like an outdoor concert twilight is reaching and everyone's you know about to like do their like big clap song as they're you know like singing the chorus and the singers like going away um so this song is all the young dudes um written originally by david bowie but he gave away the rights or something the the tune to the song to mott the hoople um because they were like a young struggling band i think like in the 80s or something and um i think he was just feeling charitable or he mm-hmm. he had a lot of hope in them so he gave it to them and uh it really like kick-started their career and so you know <laughs> it's really wonderful um mm. that one person's trash is one other person's treasure <laughs> i wouldn't say trash he wanted to use it but like for whatever reason i think uh the the record company didn't want it so he's mm-hmm. like well it's a decent song give it to someone who can use it um as opposed to me big star and people have certain expectations or something anyway so i really like the story of how this recycled song really found its new life um 
And so the version that I think we're going to bring on Spotify is uh, with David Bowie. It's got a mixture of his vocals, um, which I guess he's saying a bit later, and also Ian Hunter from Mott the Hoople. And so someone's been able to fuse the two of them together. And um, I really like that kind of homage, like respect to the original, but also respect this very classic version that has maybe been played David endlessly Bowie, on the like video he, he record like the demo maybe or something in that they i think he sang a version in 1997 so like oh, okay. when this song already became popular then people were like oh you know who wrote it <laughs> david uh, bowie and so people were like asking him to like do it and so yeah. i don't know when this this fused version came to be i don't know if it's like a fan version or official um production but somehow i was like wow this is an amazing way to fuse you know old and new together um, and I hope that you too can kind of <laughs> chime along and clap and, and have fun with it. Um, have fun with like, your life, pivot or not, where there may be reboot. Hope that this reboot was fun and not <laughs> draining. Um, and you're able to reset and reassess and proceed. Yeah, I definitely echo the same sentiments and um, whether or not you listen to this episode all together or just in parts, um, hopefully this was able to be a, a good and restorative time for you in Terbang. I definitely feel, to be honest, I was a little, I was a little sleepy coming in this recording, but I'm feeling quite energized and revitalized because so I'm going to listen to these songs after we record and have a little dance party. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. So thank you, Stephanie, for for this company and Terbang as well, and all the best. Cheers.